1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. Neither did I. I was was just
2: asking. This is Dirt and Spray.
1: Oh, yeah. gee, Yeah. Did we lock you in the dumpster
2: one time? I got out. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. That's somebody's That's daughter, daughter, daughter up there. I was just going to say that. Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
1: Dynamite drop in money. and broadcast school has really paid off.
2: The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. People asking if we've talked about Pinay Soul yet. Oh, yeah, we got to Pinay Soul. There's not a ballsier way to clinch a game than running your offensive lineman out for an out route. I like that. Somebody asked a question. I remember months ago reading someone placing a sixty-five thousand dollar bet on the Carolina Panthers to not make the playoffs. The payout was only about five thousand dollars. How much is that dude sweating right now? <laughs> well, if you got sixty-five k to bet, I I always imagine we always say like, oh man, how devastated is that person that lost a hundred grand? I'm like, well, if they could bet a hundred grand, they're probably not that devastated. Yeah, if you're betting sixty-five thousand dollars to win five thousand dollars. I gotta imagine life's going pretty good for you, so you'll probably be okay. But you're still a degenerate beyond degenerates, and a bonehead of a gambler. Can, can, I mean, yeah, sure, life's <laughs> going fine, but you are an idiot, and the <laughs> sports books stay open because of people like that. <laughs> good lord! I mean, now I'm kind of rooting for the Panthers even more. Well, I think it'd be funny for the Panthers to go to the playoffs. I think it'd be hilarious. The Panthers could be hosting a playoff game They're only this year. a game behind the Bucs right now. The Bucs are so bad. And the Bucs are... I mean, yeah, they, the Bucs are so, so without bad. Without those two crazy comebacks for the Bucs, the Carolina Panthers would be in first place right now. Yeah. they're So they get the steel. Oh, their schedule's kind of tough, though. They get the Steelers at home, the Lions, and then they're at Tampa, at New Orleans to close Yeesh. the year. So probably not going to happen for Carolina, but I'm rooting for them. What the hell, man? They've won three out of four. Looking pretty good. Let's go, Panthers. Uh, I want to start the final hour in the NBA... Because something happened for the first time on Saturday night. For the first time, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons went over 30 points in the same game. Yeah, Welcome now. to the future, <clears throat> my friend. I believe I saw a stat that said CJ and Dame in playoffs and regular seasons combined did it 17 times. 17 times, okay. so Over about seven, how long did they play together? About six, seven years? Seven years? Yeah, about that, yeah. Like so that. we just need, you know, eight. 17 more and we've beaten that I think they're going to hit it by the end of the year They might be able to the way Uh, this team is built uh, I love it, it was fun to see Dame kind of get hot, you know he's been banged up this year and you you have missed his production mightily, they wasted his performance uh, and the Denver loss on Thursday night. Great to see him get to the foul line a ton and bounce it back with 36 and eight assists too. Like the assist numbers have been there for him. And you know we talked about it on Friday. The main reason they lost that Denver game was because Ant Antlaw, you know, or not Ant, lost. Ant just didn't show up. He had a rough game, and he's been really good for you all season. You're going to have clunkers here or there. And we can highlight the, you know, the end of the game coaching and why wasn't this guy guarded or why wasn't this the match? And had a horrible night. And if he just has a normal night, they beat Denver on Thursday. This is what you want to see from a young guy who's going through ups and downs and will continue to go through ups and downs. How does he bounce back? 31 points on 22 shots. 5 of 10 from 3, he he was dominant, and they combined for 67 points of your 124. That was a fun game, too, because Edward was going off. Gobert couldn't really be defended because once they went small, um, you know, it's a tough matchup for him. Though Drew Eubanks had some nice dunks over him. Yes, Drew Eubanks. Shooting threes and dunking on Rudy Gobert. Just like we all thought. (laughs) The shack of Troutdale, as Mike (laughs) Richmond claims. Yeah. you know, and I tweeted, I wish all I want for Christmas was him to grow three inches, and a lot of people took that the wrong direction, but Wait. I can understand why you did that. Get so. your heads out of the gutter. Uh, look, I, it turns out when Anthony Simon scores double digits, they they win games. It's yeah. breaking news here. It's a big reason they lost to Denver is he, he was so ineffective. but And they had a really rough night from Nurk on Saturday, but it did not tank them because your guards were dominant. No, and, but, you know, to be fair to the big guy, he had his best game of the year, and nobody yeah. else stepped up to help him in that moment. Very so, true. Look, they're still going to be up and down. This is a big one tonight for them because they go on the road and they've got a couple tough games, but they've got some a pretty manageable schedule here. They go to Denver, uh, Oklahoma City. I think will get them in one because Shea Gilders Alexander has been unbelievable this season. But this is now you're getting into the the, the sweetheart part of your schedule here. They've played a majority of their road games going into Christmas. They'd have gotten that done, and defensively they've really slipped back. I think they're bottom four in the league right now in their last 10 Mm. uh, versus being in the top 10 in their first 10. They've got to get back to the sweet spot. They've got to get to a middle middle ground here. Uh, If you want to make any noise, you cannot be this bad defensively. And so you just have to keep asking guys who are already banged up. Danny showed me a photo of Josh Hart's ankle in the post game. Dear God, that thing is as big as a softball. Oofta, that's not good. And he's out there giving you what he's giving you. So Big one tonight. It's hard to win both of the games and back-to-backs against teams. Five-point favorites, but that was a big one to come back. And Dame's looked great. That's the best thing about this run here and winning three of four. Got to have him. Since Dame has returned from his injuries, it's a three-game sample size, but he's looked like prime Dame again. He's got the quickness. He's got the burst. And he's hitting shots at ridiculous angles. And so you get Dame playing like that and you get Ant going. We know Jeremy's put it together pretty well this year. Uh, they've got a real shot here to to reel off some wins tonight. It, it, it tonight is kind of the start of that. Well, and I, I continue to maintain that the West to me is wide open. I think they're like two games out of the three seed in the West, despite only being fourteen and twelve at this point in the year. So it's it seems open. We'll see what happens with some of the other teams uh, at the t- you know New Orleans and Phoenix. I'm going to talk about them, but it's wide open right now in the West from Sacramento to Minnesota at the eleven seed because Minnesota's not even in the play in right now. It's like a game-and-a-half gap. It's nuts. Like it's Everybody's so, jumbled together. Yeah, and a, then the top end of this conference, it, you know, Phoenix is a fraud to me, and I think they proved oh. that last year in Game 7, and we can get to them here in a second. But, man, pe- people aren't talking about it. I don't – you know, you said this last week, the, the whole prove-it-first thing. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is going to be an absolute nightmare for anybody that gets matched up with them. The Grizzlies have the experience – New Orleans is quite literally at a point where they're not sure if they're going to play their first-round pick (laughs) or if they're going to limit Herb Jones. It's a fair thing to ask, do they have too much depth? Can we go get Herb Jones? I'd love Herb Jones people wanted Herb Jones in the CJ trade. That was never going to happen. No, it was not. Um, But yeah, I mean, New Orleans is, right now, I mean, they're cream of the crop. Yeah. So let's get to that. So they played Phoenix in a back-to-back this weekend. They won the first game. Was this on Friday night? I think the first one was yeah, Friday night. The first night. one was Friday, yeah. And then they played again yesterday, and they won them both. They beat Phoenix twice. Now, remember, they played in the first round of the playoffs last year. The Pelicans disappointed all of us by winning the play-in to get that matchup against Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs. And they win the game at the end against Phoenix, and you had Zion in a breakaway situation where they're up by eight. The clock's running down. He throws down a three sixty windmill dunk, which was just—it was awesome. It's Zion. It's the open floor. The game's over. Give me one more. The crowd goes crazy. I love it. And this is when I, as an unwritten rule, guy in baseball. It's funny that baseball gets hammered for this. It happens in basketball from time to time, and that was when the teams had to be separated. And this is gonna—this is gonna boil over uh, for for a large chunk of the season. This is how rivalries are created. And again. They 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 played in the playoffs last year. They doubled it up with another win yesterday over the Suns. They beat them twice this weekend. And so their stranglehold on the number 1 seed in the West continues to grow. They have won 9 out of 10, I want to say like 7 in a row. And, I mean, the thing that is kind of the untalked-about story right now to me in the NBA over the last couple of weeks is Zion playing, you could argue, as good as anybody in the NBA? I mean his last six games, he's averaging thirty points, nine rebounds, five assists, and he's shooting sixty-six percent from the floor. Yeah. He's like a he, he's like a football Giannis. Like he's like the American Giannis where he's He's not a great scorer. He doesn't fit necessarily in the modern NBA in that regard where it's all about spacing and shooting and threes and efficiency. And He's just a bull in a china shop. Giannis is long and lanky like a unicorn, and Zion is a fullback and a linebacker that's just going to barrel his way to the hoop, and there's nothing that you can do. I mean, this team is... There's there's not a team in the West that I think matches up very well with them, and, and again, I... I'm going to revisit it, man, and I, you hold this opinion because it's December. I really think they could win the West this year. The, the The Warriors need at some point to break out of their slump. They're dealing with this weird, like, their young guy. Like, Wiseman's been an absolute disaster for them. He can't even play. Uh, Kaminga getting some minutes, you know, some of what they're doing. Clay getting back to his health. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're balancing kind of what Portland's doing. They just have, you know, better guys that they're balancing it with, with the veteran experience Unless they can get it going, I just, Dallas, I watched them gack away a game against the Bucks on Saturday. Um, you know, Phoenix to me is a fraud. You don't trust them. It's kind of Memphis and New Orleans and everybody else, and I know that's easy to say because at are top, but it, it kind of just really is when you look at the Western Conference picture right now. The Clippers don't play their guys ever. You're not point. there on Denver with getting healthier, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter getting healthier? Well, Michael Porter is a big question mark. We True. haven't seen him in a while, and Jokic is obviously playing more like an MVP. Murray got it going against Portland, but to match up against that team, I mean, Dirt, you look all over New Orleans, and they've got a problem. I mean, Alvarado comes out of nowhere and is now a starting point guard. Right? They've got Ingram. They've got. You mentioned Zion's playing like an MVP right now. Uh, by the way, their third scoring option is CJ McCollum. Yeah. Like when that's your third scoring option, that's going to be a bit of a problem. We've always so, said that about him in his career. That's his best role when he's not a number one. He's not a number two. He's a number three. He's got. They've got size. They've got athleticism. They've got youth. They've got massive experience. People need to start paying attention to this team. If I was doing NBA Blue Balls basketball segment, Dos Minutos, <laughs> half of it would probably be dedicated to the New Orleans Pelicans because they're fun to watch. Yeah, And that was also the epitome of Chris Paul, a guy who was quite literally in his career stolen a basketball, gone for a layup at the end of a blowout win, and then been talked to by Dame. And then years later, fast forward, Zion does a – Dunk contest style dunk, and then they have a problem with it. And by the way, it came out he he got caught. He was elbowing Alvarado in his neck. Yeah, of course he was. Dude's just a dirty basketball player, and I like that the world is collectively coming against him. I do chuckle when people get it. Like the game's over. Who cares if he throws down a dunk to get the crowd riled up? But I, Jordan and I were talking about that. Not that we need to dive into the te- the topic because it's been talked about before. But it's like if I'm a coach. You know what my problem is? I'm, I'm. It's a problem that we lost a game by 20. That that dunk doesn't make or break the fact that you got your butt kicked. No. I... And Phoenix to me, like New Orleans, took their lunch at the end of that game and said, "Yeah, bye. <laughs> we're gonna win this game. I'm gonna dunk it on you." And I thought CJ had a great post game thing. They won the second game of their back to back with Phoenix, and they were asked, "Like, is this a rivalry now?" And like CJ to his credit stepped in was like we got to do it in the playoffs before we can say anything's a rivalry. Yeah, the Suns have been in the finals. You haven't won a playoff series since Anthony Davis left. Yeah. I mean that, you know. There is something to that. And as a collector and a holder of an 8 out of 10 Zion Williamson card right now, ah. I need this thing to keep going because daddy <laughs> needs to cash out. That to me is the like that is the only thing holding New Orleans back. It's just not is Zion going to be healthy? Yeah. Is he going to finish the season healthy? Is this? Are you going to get this in the playoffs? He's playing pretty damn healthy to me. He, I mean, he looks great. He's elite. But they held him out. I mean, it's just they remember didn't have him last year, and he was they held him out all year, and there was highlights of him dunking in practice. And you're like, wait a minute, why is he doing three sixty dunks? But he's not healthy enough to play. Uh, and he took it personally. I saw his postgame stuff on Friday. He's like, man, I felt bad. I wasn't out there to help my teammates out. So he said he was letting on some anger on that last dunk because he watched his team be in a hard-fought series against Phoenix and lose, and he felt like he should have done something to help. And so he wanted to kind of pay it back in that first meeting. To follow up his game Friday where he was the talk and all the unwritten rule crap happened, <laughs> to follow that up with another 35 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, like hit two threes. I- He's playing at an MVP level. This month, he is. You can argue the best player in the NBA. Uh, Jordan, I have an eight out of ten. You're a card guru. What would you pay me right now for the Zion Williams? Well, card? it depends. It depends on what it is. Is it an auto or no? Is it an auto? Is it no got auto? Like a piece of jersey in it? It's no. Nope. It was a random. We, me and Tubbs McGee went and bought a pack, and we just got lucky. Unfortunately, there was a marking on the card to draw it to an out of 10, but it's cased. It's what kind secure. of marking do we have? Was it, like, above, a little above scratch? Above his head, it looks like a halo. Oh. It almost looks like he's a basketball angel. would not that up the value? No. It's kind of one of one, halo over the head. No. You would think, but no. no. It's no, like you... getting a piece of toast no. that has Jesus' face on it. <laughs> I wish it was like the Jesus toast. No. Unfortunately, the basketball gods did not shine upon us and give us a clean ten out of ten. Otherwise, it'd be a great card to have. I yeah. would give you a, a hundred fifty for that right now, and eight. You're you're not, and I don't know what you put into that, but, but fifty dollars like... each for the pack. We each we split a pack for okay. fifty. So it was a hundo, and then we got that card. I mean, I just sit on it for the next decade. I wouldn't even worry cool. about selling it. Ten it, years. I don't, ten even years. Know if, I don't even know if I know tubs. Well, because then to retirement. If that Tubbs that? dies pre-em- uh, oh, pre you know early, I- how am I going to get the card? Oh, he's got the card. Tubbs has the oh, card. Worse, Tubbs has the card. uh Oh, is that a problem? That's a problem. He's going to sell it on the black market behind your back. See, he should have bought you out of your piece, or you got to buy him out of his piece. What I mean, if you he gave it to his like kid behind my card. back in I a did. will? Yeah, that's because I did cash. He's got no evidence that I no evidence when Absy's on this card. You're like Anna Nicole Smith. You're trying to claim the will. I've changed. Shoot. Not good man, not a good spot to what be. If I lost like 10 grand out of this deal. You could, Diane could end up being really good. Do 8 out of 10 sell for a decent price? That's what I'm saying, maybe 10 or 20 years from down the road no, but 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 if you have some distance on it and we're talking about cards that necessarily like aren't looked at or, or, or around as much, but you, you get into more modern stuff, dude, 8 out of 10s it's just like, oh, I shouldn't have graded this. So, so no. <laughs> well, we yeah. actually technically haven't graded it but the card guy told us like that's probably an eight out of 10 because oh oh you oh so you're telling me oh dude well then a my response to what I'd pay for you for that card would be like 50 bucks because it's not in a graded authenticated slab <laughs> and you get it because just cuz some dude so oh, well, that's probably an eight the guy that comes in sips coffee the wrong way that morning at the, the grading thing could be like oh that's a perfect card you don't know you don't know <laughs> so I just snitched myself out of money <laughs> you, you really did yeah cool. true, yeah awesome. a little bit there good job yeah. by me yeah well done tubs is definitely gonna write me out of that will hey if I'm grading that card I see a halo I'm giving you a 10 Thank you. I'm giving you a 10. I pre- you should give them a 10. You should get off this. They haven't done it, so I need to see them do a thing. <laughs> because if you go through the West real quick, I know we're way against it, but if you go through the West, like how many teams are you buying right now to win the West? No, I, this was my point last week. It was my positive Blazer spin of I don't know who's the best team. I mean, and, and right now it's New Orleans. There's no doubting that but i there there is an aspect of can Zion stay healthy? Sure, because he's been incredibly injured in his NBA career. But if I told you he's healthy going into the playoffs, then sure, right now, I would probably pick them to win. Is Ingram back? What's Ingram's injury status? Because he's been out for a while. Ingram, Ingram, I think is going to be okay. Because I think that's big for them in the play. Yeah. Having that lanky guy that can score in different ways, shoot threes, post up, like they can utilize him. And then CJ truly is your number three option. Like that's a scary team. We've always felt that. It's just a question of can they put it together and can they stay healthy. And also, like, is is Golden State like Golden State beat Boston on Saturday night? Are we worried about the Celtics having a Golden State problem? Tatum um, didn't play great. Yeah, you know what's funny is his response to that. This he is said just it's not a, a big deal. Yeah, it's just a regular season game eh, for us. no it wasn't. No. No. You it was, guys some, got your lunch taken from you, man. Some games mean a little bit more. So there is that aspect of Golden State like finally waking up and oh hey, there they are. That was an impressive win. Are they just not engaged because of all the stuff that's happened to the defending champs and they feel like they're going to be fine? By the way, Willie, I mean, he just sprained his toe. So Willie Green says he'll probably be back for their upcoming three game road trip. Okay. England. Well, there you go. So, so not a okay. long term concern. No. Uh, I do want to get back into the NFL. Blazers in action again tonight. They take on Minnesota. And uh, Zion is, he's, he's fun, man. He's, he has a lot of fun to watch. I'm happy he's playing high, at we'll, a high level. We'll play the song tomorrow if they win. Yeah. We, yeah, they didn't it's win kinda last night. It's kind of weird night. to do the weekend yeah. thing because it's not fresh. You know what? Go do it again. And then you get the song. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's get back into the NFL. Dak Prescott said something. Are we buying it? Speaking of athletes saying things and I don't know if I believe and can Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl because that seems to be the reaction from yesterday we get back into the NFL next on the fan
0: worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart
2: All right, some reporting out of the Mike Leach situation. Uh, The Clarion Ledger, which... That's the paper to note. Yeah, I guess it's a part of the USA Today network. That is the big paper down there, yeah. Okay. Uh, they are reporting that uh, Mississippi State coach Mike Leach had a massive heart attack yesterday in Starksville. Jeez. And uh, he's transferred to University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, and uh, he is still being cared for today. So that's the mm. latest report. I think a lot of people guessed. The, I mean, something major seemed to have happened. And uh, a lot of folks saying, you know, he needs prayers and he's on life, you know, on the doorstep. And so he needs to turn it around. So massive heart attack uh, for Mike Leach yesterday. That's the latest we have on the old pirate. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys cost me a lot of money yesterday because I am an idiot, and I teased them down instead of teasing the Texans up and ended up costing me a huge teaser every other game hit. So thanks for nothing, Cowboys. But they came back and beat the Texans, avoiding... Easily the most embarrassing loss that we would have seen in the last like two, three years in the NFL. The Texans have been atrocious. That would have been a very, very bad like, loss. Just awful, 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 awful. But they came back, outscored them 10 nothing in the fourth, 98-yard touchdown drive. They get the goal line stand after Dak threw the pick, and they scored the touchdown. They went 27-23. After the game, Dak Prescott said, I'm paraphrasing here, but to a certain extent, he was happy it happened that way because they learned more from a close game than they learned from a blowout. Ah, yes, one of those situations. We actually filmed a study now. They got You got things you can lean on? Close game experience? Are we buying into Dak Prescott? Putting a positive spin on almost losing to the Houston Texans. I mean, that's kind of what quarterbacks do, is it not? Like, it doesn't mean that it was acceptable to him or his teammates, but Zeke was asked immediately after their game, like, you know, what do you guys say to this kind of game and this performance to, you know, almost lose to the Texans? And Zeke, I thought Zeke was honest and right. It's the NFL, man. Like, they're playing a team of guys playing for jobs. Like, this this league, that's what's crazy. Is I, As much as I would want to make fun of the Cowboys today, and I would have enjoyed it, Yeah, nothing surprises me anymore in the national football league. No, definitely not. Yeah, I thought the Bills were going to destroy the Jets. Yeah, that didn't happen at all, and the Jets covered the number. God bless my parlay for winning, but... You know, I, I think what you just have to take into account is were you able to get by the hump? And they were, like, despite how ugly it was and questionable everything is. When that team plays well, no team in the NFL gets this like them. When they play well, we all have to come on Monday and be like, I right, know the Cowboys are the favorite right now. <laughs> and then when they barely win a game against a crappy bottom-feeding team, it's just kind of like, eh, move on. Like, there's never just... Dallas is kind of untrustworthy and oh do we want to talk about their quarterback who yeah up and down. We'll that pick he down. threw should have cost him the game at the end. He threw I, a pick from his own end zone, yeah. and that should have been game over. But the defense got a goal line stand and gave him another shot yeah, at it. it. Don't get me started on goal line stands <laughs> and bad play calling. I saw it twice in that game from both of those teams. God, they had a drive where they just lined up under center and ran it straight up the middle three straight times inside the five-yard line to Ezekiel Elliott. That was all ego getting in the way. <laughs> like, of like, what are we doing? We're going to out-physical them. We're going to win <laughs> this way. Like That was the problem with that one, but... You know, Dallas is lucky to escape escaped that game. I won't be shocked if their next game, they, they I don't even know who they play next. but I'll I, pull it up. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up winning that by 10 and were like, oh, hey, Dallas, they're probably the biggest threat to the Eagles, aren't they? Because fun little game, they're in Jacksonville. I think they're going to win that game. My Jag AFC South ticket technically still alive. Well, the Titans don't get this figured out. Yeah, they they took him back behind the woodshed this weekend. Yeah, they sure did, man. My boy Trevor Lawrence had a nice little game. They went from maybe getting boat raced in that game to getting a fumble <laughs> and <did>. just completely <laughs> yes. destroying the Titans after that. It looked like they were out of it in the first 10 minutes. Like, oh, God, they're going to get killed. And they ended up winning the game. Yeah. So Dak Prescott and the Cowboys survive against the Texans. He said it's great that it was a close game because uh, we learn more later in the season. I, I got to be honest with you, we're in the trust tree here. Uh, I'm having a really hard time not way overreacting to Brock Purdy. Why are you having a hard time not overreacting? Because I know it's the NFL, and it's really stupid to look at one game and say, see, this could be X, Y, or Z. But I, I my takeaway from that game, my way overreaction takeaway, is that he is already better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Boy, that is that is yeah. an overreaction. I, I know. I warned you. If any, I told you. Boy, if anybody in the business would not do that, it would be you. You're usually the guy chastising I other am. people. I am. I for know. going all in on a guy after he, like one good start. Jimmy Garoppolo all season had one touchdown that traveled 20-plus yards in the year. Yes. Brock Purdy had two in his first start. He had some good balls yesterday. He has a mobile factor to him that Jimmy Garoppolo does not have. His ability to kind of maneuver in the pocket. He's not a dynamic runner. I'm not arguing that. But he is more mobile than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah. And they, they look, he threw for 180 yards. That's in the 49ers. Times. That's the 49ers. Well, but, like, we're not, we can't put How claim. many of those games has Jimmy Garoppolo had over the last four years and we have to act like Jimmy Garoppolo is an elite quarterback? Well, we don't. That's his entire career. You and I don't have to act like that. <laughs> we can say he's good, but he's not great. He he has been the beneficiary of elite talent around oh. him, and and I just I watched that on Sunday, and I just I I look, he's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo yet. I know that's ridiculous; it's one game, yeah. but I I did have the thought of I don't know if they're going to miss a beat. I really don't. And I don't. That's that is as much of an indictment on Brock Purdy's a cool story and it's going to be fun to watch, and as much of an indictment on how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. Let's see if they don't have Debo this week, what they do in Seattle because now he goes on the road. It's one thing to do it at home, you know. It's your first official start. You're going against the goat. It's a big game. The Seahawks can't stop the run. Fox na- Well, I know, but Fox nationally had to pivot out of this game basically. Like Brady's getting his ass kicked. Route. We're going to Seattle, Carolina. That was their game of the week, Fox America's game of the week. And they pivoted out of that game well before it was over. It was a good game for Brock Purdy. His dad in the stands crying. Like, that is so cool. That's a kick-ass moment. I love that stuff. And he was almost a beef. So I root for Brock Purdy. He was the near beef. He basically was as committed as you get. And then Iowa State flew in and... You know, Ames, Iowa, baby, the last second and swooped him away. And he went to Ames. There's a really good story about him with Nick Saban. He was recruited a little bit by Alabama. Saban met with him in person on campus and said, eh, you're not a very strong arm. You're not really fast. You're not really that accurate. And Brock Purdy basically said, oh, you've never watched any of my tape accuracy was the one thing he definitely had (laughs) yes and then Brock purdy was quoted as saying i want to go to an sec school so i can kick his ass now that didn't happen but it shows you the kid's got some spunk he's got a little personality to him i'm curious to see where this goes your question of what do they do if they if they win the super bowl (laughs) what happens there i don't think it matters like that the whole thing (laughs) of this for the 49ers is to finally get over the hump I, i i've said this before and people push back and i get it it's a to, to, uh, hot take, I guess, to a certain extent. I think they have the best coach. I do. I, I He's he's a little conservative, mm-hmm. but I think if you're talking about dialing up play calls, building culture, plug-and-play, game day, I, you can point to others that are great. Belichick obviously is the GOAT. Andy Reid's a damn great coach. I think right now today, as we, I think he's the best coach, but he doesn't have the thing that classifies great coaching, so... You know, he's a little bit Andy Reid right now. He needs that one title to kind of like, oh, yeah, you could finally say he's amazing. I think it just continues to prove how great Shanahan is. Yeah, there's definitely I mean, that's definitely the main takeaway. He is a good coach and he's, you know, look at what he's done for quarterbacks in his career. He turned Kirk Cousins into a franchise guy. He won Matt Ryan, an MVP. He makes people think Jimmy Garoppolo's good. RG3 won (laughs) Rookie of the Year. RG3 Rookie of the Year. Uh, You know, this dude is like wherever he goes, quarterbacks play well and then like he loses a quarterback to an injury, it's the next guy. Then that guy, it's the next guy and (laughs) we'll see. They They might not have Debo for a week or two. It sounds like it's not a serious injury. It's but. not season ending, which is huge news for them because when you do have a rookie quarterback, you're gonna need all hands on deck kind of thing. Like he needs all those pieces. But I the way that they ran the football, Tampa's I know Tampa was without without a couple of key guys in their secondary, so that allowed You know, Purdy to be able to throw the ball down the field a bit. Tampa's got a good run defense, and they ran the ball for 200 yards. Trent Williams is the best tackle in football, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Debo go for 20 plus. Jerry Rice was pissed because he's running inside the numbers. He doesn't want skill guys running inside the numbers anymore. He said Garoppolo got hurt. Debo got hurt. Trey Mm -hmm. Lance got hurt. Keep him on the edges. Uh, There's an There's a conversation to be had. Kyle does like to run guys in traditional ways that yet they do leave you open to injury. I've already seen it, and I'm sure it's happening down in the Bay. Like, is Kyle running Debo too much between the numbers? And, you know, it's right now today it's probably okay to say it feels like he is, but he's also a very valuable commodity for them and what he can do both in the running and the passing game. It's hard not to want to use a player like that. It's a testament to the talent on that roster that Brock Purdy, in his first NFL start on the Fox game of the week against Tom Brady, has the highest quarterback rating in the entire NFL, 134. Do you see, by the way, the side story? So his parents were there, and his dad was crying in the stands. It was really cool. Did you see why they were there initially, though? Did you see that report? No. So they have not been to a 49er game yet this year because he came into the year as the third string, and it's like, well, he's not going to play. We don't really need to go. They booked these tickets months ago because they wanted to see Tom Brady. They looked at the 49er schedule, and they're like, oh, they're playing, bro. Let's go to that game. They just we're, lined up. For we're going to go huh? see the GOAT. Yeah. Like, I, you know, if you're going to a Niner game, go see Tom Brady. That's right. probably the best one to go to. And he ended up starting in the game. I, You know and I hope it's a stupid little thing for me personally, but I think everybody can appreciate this. I hope at the end of the game, he did a jersey swap with Brady, or at least asked for the jersey. You see Dre Greenlaw getting his intercepted pass signed by Brady. I mean that was a pretty remarkable play. <laughs> he jumped like eighty thousand inches into the air to pick that thing off. I love the balls too. And Brady's like, yeah, I'll sign. Like the the sign of respect that that is. Like you, I intercepted you, and I need you to intercept this football. Brady or, or autograph this football. Brady's not giving up the competitive thing here. I just, I also wouldn't be shocked if he's kind of over the year. I mean, they suck. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. They've won a one game against a bad Saints team in comeback fashion. We're like, well, I don't know. I gambled on them because I'm a moron. They're not a good team. He lost his marriage to come back for this season and, you know, heartbreak two times. Yeah, it's just it's a reminder, too, of even as good Brady has been in his career, you need help. He doesn't have an offensive line and they can't run the football. Yeah. Like if you don't have those two things, you're gonna really struggle offensively. No matter if you're the goat or not, his offensive line is terrible. He's also got a weird thing with his receivers. He's so all, his, the timings he off. And... They had a long touchdown that was uh, came back on a holding call. It's just they are dysfunctional right now offensively and their defense get broke. The damn broke yesterday and Brock Purdy looked pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to a couple other notes out of the NFL. We got some poll questions to answer and uh, we'll send you off on your way. Monday Night Football and the Blazers back in action. Back after this on the fam. all right, we got a nice little sports night tonight. Monday night football, Blazers. We'll close up there. Are you excited for the Monday Night Football game? I am because I'm gonna put a decent wager on the Pats. I finally did it. What'd I, you do? I think you'd be proud of me. I I've been betting better and better this year, like my win-loss situation, but I've largely put most of my money and eggs in small or large parlay baskets. Uh-huh. Teasers. Sure. Yesterday I said I'm done. Here's $60 on the Lions minus the two. Let's go. There you go, baby. And I sweated it out, and it was nerve-wracking, but winning that was glorious. It made up for my afternoon losses, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the Lions are always uncomfortable to bet on because they seem like the team that's going to blow a lead or allow it, you know, the Minnesota's a weird team to bet against because they're just, they're funky. Funky team. Putting your money, like a majority of your money, putting most of it on one game is just a nerve-wracking outcome. It's a big, but you got to put your balls on the table from down from time to time. I did. I set my medium-sized huevos on the table, and I said, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to walk up to the roulette table and throw a ball on, uh, on red or black. That's how we do it, baby. Yeah. I did have a poll question out last night, and I'm wondering if our answers are the same. Uh, outside of you know Philadelphia like who is the biggest threat to Philly in the NFC i put three options here the lack of faith in the in the vikings is hilarious to me uh, cowboys vikings 49ers were your were your options and then i added a who i don't know who else you know maybe people like the commanders or the lions come on we did have one person say the lions really uh but i asked who is who is the biggest threat almost 70% of the respondents said the san francisco 49ers yeah, I, I actually uh, did not vote on this poll question. I have got to vote. Don't abstain. I don't think there's a difference between the Cowboys, Niners, or Vikings in this regard. Okay. I think the NFC is um, a really tough situation to figure out. I think the Eagles deserve all the respect, credit, benefit of the doubt, whatever you want to say. They deserve that. The Niners looked the part, especially after yesterday. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey will be healthy. I don't... I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to come crashing down to earth. I've seen the Cowboys drop 30 and a quarter. I've seen them struggle against the Houston Texans. Which <laughs> Cowboy team am I going to get? And, oh, by the way, I know we're giving a little bit of crap today, but, you know, as as much as you want to point out the Viking game against the Lions, I'll point out the Viking game at Buffalo. Down at Buffalo by 10 and coming back to win. That's not something bad teams do. So Minnesota, could, Minnesota and Dallas are kind of the same. They can give you a great game. I give you a game where you you kind of leave you scratching your head. The Niners t- are tough because I don't I don't know what to make of Brock Purdy yet. I, I'm not going to allow one game to. Define Brock Purdy. Well, you're gonna bring a bring a Purdy jersey to Seattle on Saturday. I want to see you rocking a Purdy. jersey I have a Steve Young jersey. Actually, <laughs> you rock the Steve Young jersey. Yeah, I have a white Steve Young jersey. I'm gonna be wearing all Niners stuff. And I just I'm not gonna say anything to any Seahawks fan. I just don't want to get anything <laughs> poured on me. The odds right now in the NFC. So the Eagles are the overwhelming favorite. They're a plus one sixty to win the NFC. Forty yeah. ers next. They're plus three fifty. I do have a, I have a 49er future ticket on the NFC. That was uh, purchased before the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. And I'm glad I, I held on to it because I, I think their chances haven't changed much. The Cowboys also at plus 350. If you like Minnesota and you're like, yeah, hey, let's take a flyer there. Kirk Cousins and Jefferson could get hot. They can run the ball. Uh, they're plus 850 right now wow. to win the NFC. And I will tell you, I am going to throw two.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter.
2: That's on future NFC tickets today, just for kicks and giggles. The Detroit Lions are currently plus four thousand. You're gonna, you really think the Lions could win it? I it? don't think they can. I'm just, those are good. Like throwing, I'm not throwing hundred bucks on it, sure. but you throw a couple of bucks on it right there. And the Washington Commanders, who I think when they get Chase Young back, are gonna have one of the best defenses in the NFC. And if they could just figure it out a little bit offensively, like weird things happen, man. Nobody saw Cincinnati winning the the AFC last year. They kind of came out of nowhere, had to play in wild card round, beat the, the Chiefs in, in Kansas City. So weird things can happen. There are your odds to, uh, to win the NFC. Right now the Eagles are the overwhelming favorites, and they blew out. New York yesterday as the Giants uh kind of hit, kind of hit midnight for the Giants this weekend. Let's close it up though. Monday night football. I am excited for this game because I'm wondering if there's a, an outcome for a coach in this one. Uh is this it for for Kingsbury if they lose or it goes bad because they're taking on the Patriots tonight on Monday night football and the Blazers back in action in the second of their doubleheader against Minnesota this week. I'm going to close it up there next on the fan. This is dirt and spray on 1080. The fan. All right, we got Monday Night Football tonight. Cardinals and Pats. Is this a Manning-Cast game? I don't know. I have no clue. I got the Pats minus the two, although I locked them in at a one. That's a good line to get. It's all the way up to two and a half now, I think. Is it? Yeah. Keeps rising. I do love the Pats tonight. If things go badly for the Cardinals, do we see a change? Does it happen? Is this it? Is this the moment? You know... Maybe, but I, I feel like Arizona's gonna wait till the end of the year. You're, okay. you're already basically there. This loss would put him at four and nine on the season. Well, there's a you know, there's a few coaches. I thought last night one coach maybe in danger got himself out of that situation. There there's obviously a candidate out there this offseason dirt that's openly like asking for another j- job. It's Sean Payton. Sean Payton wants a job. That was the only downside to me of the Chargers winning last night is I'm, I'm kind of in a Helford situation with them. Like, I kind of want them to tank at the end of the year so that they can go get a good coach in the offseason. Well, Payton keeps doing these interviews with everybody, and he, he basically talks about how he would love to coach this guy and coach this place. And, yeah, you know, if there's anything to make me turn my opinion out on Kyler, it would probably be Sean Payton given the success he had with Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if firing him tonight does anything for you if it changes anything you're not going to the playoffs you're not that team this year I think you chalk up the season to it's lost it's done and you fire Cliff when the season ends uh, unless they have something that they're working on behind the scenes that I, I don't know maybe I'll be wrong but I don't think they fire him tonight yeah they take on the Pats it is a big one the Cardinals are out of the playoff chase the only question is what where do they go from here and how does that Kyler Murray contract look maybe a year from now uh, but the Pats are still technically alive in that AFC Wild Card chase. It's kind of them, the Jets, the Chargers, a lot of teams that are just like right around 500 on the year. And so, I mean, this is a big one for their playoff chances because they lose tonight, they fall below 500. They're six and six on the year. Yeah. And so you got the Dolphins are eight and five, so they're a game ahead. But remember, the Dolphins play Buffalo this weekend in Buffalo, and so that's a really tough. I mean, they could lose that, and all of a sudden you're looking up, you're like Dolphins are in a row. eight and six, and they're leaking oil a little bit. The Chargers could win, and they're eight and six. So weird things can happen. But uh, you got the Pats at six and six, the Jets at seven and six, and the Chargers at seven and six, so they need to win tonight to keep up, and I believe they do have another game coming against the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, big in that regard. Uh, The Blazers are back in action tonight, too, and I want to play the song tomorrow, damn it, because we haven't heard it in a while on the show, and they beat Minnesota on Saturday night, Dame and uh, Amp both going for 30-plus, and they they try and do it again. I I enjoy you get this in baseball, which is obviously built around series. You play a three-game series, a four-game series. I've really enjoyed when the NBA does this. Getting And I know it's only two games, but doing a little mini back-to-back, home-and-home, whatever the case. Like, Big fan. I See a team once, let's go play it again, see how it turns out. Kind of gets chippy a little bit because he just played them 48 hours before that. I'm excited today. Minnesota's a fun team to watch. Anthony Edwards is a fun player to watch, so excited. Portland minus four tonight. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton's been great. Obviously, LaMelo, when he plays, is pretty good. Uh, Killian Hayes is coming on a little bit for Detroit. Minnesota got a lot of crap for drafting Anthony Edwards one and immediately people were like what a dumb pick cuz LaMelo was balling for the Hornets. Yeah. That dude looks special. He is a he, freak. He, he is a special special player. I would immediately trade cat and I would build around him and, and Gobert. <laughs> I can't disagree with cuz Delo Delo's really good for them. Yeah. Like I just I don't know. I I think what they've got going I'll be pleasantly surprised to play the song tomorrow. Yes, me too. It's hard to win both of these games. Minnesota's not a bad team, and to play them and beat them twice in 48 hours? Yeah. Not easy to do. We asked, who's the biggest threat to Philly in the NFC? 68% of you say the 49ers, 22%. Say the Cowboys. The Cowboys, by the way, just lost one of their starting offensive linemen for the rest of the year. And uh, did you watch the Heisman ceremony on Saturday night? 95% of you say you didn't watch a second of it uh, to tell you where the Heisman's at. There you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and Sprague, and at 1080 fan. We'll tweet it out as soon as we are done here. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 the fan.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,